God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you, people of God. Welcome again to your number one podcasting show, CBT Change by Truth, where I'm your host, Minister DK, and we're not here to excite you about what might be in your life, but to invite you to what shall be in your life. So open your heart, grab your faith, get ready. God's got a message and a blessing for you. Stay tuned. God bless you. God bless you once again and welcome to CBT Change by Truth. Well, I'm your host, Minister DK, and I'm just here and excited today to be with you again to share another marvelous and wonderful word of God, an impact to your life. I want to remind you that here we're at CPT, we're not here to excite you about what might be in your life, but we're here to invite you to, to what shall be in your life. Um, today, um, I really want to take some time and just share something with you that is very unique um, in my approach to it. You know, I love the word of God and I, my, my prayer has always been as a man, a minister, as a husband or anything you want to call it. My prayer has always been that God would touch people the way he touched me, that not only would you hear the word of God, but you'd be able to see of the word of God. There's something about seeing the word of God as you hear it that allows you to receive it in your heart and then live in it. Many times people hear the word of God and they hear it. And after they've heard it, they still have to picture it or come to some kind of conclusion in their mind to be able to actually access and activate the word of God. So today we're going to have a unique way of teaching. We're going to show you scripture. We're going to read a scripture, a story, short story in the word of God. And then I want to go into it and I want to explain not only the word of God to you, but I want to take you and put you right in the text so you can see what the Holy Spirit is trying to try to show you. Amen. Father, we bless you and we give you the glory right now for everything you're doing in the people of God's life. I pray God as the listener, the child of God, the man of God, the woman of God, the believer, the unbeliever, hear this word that your spirit would touch them in a way that they've never been touched and reveal them to them in a way that would change their life forever. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Well, let me ask you a question. Have you ever taken a side of you um, that's not a very glorious side, not the side that you're proud of? You know, it may be the side that you struggle with. It may be a side that you you keep falling short. You know, the kind of side of you that you don't want nobody to know. Have you ever thought in your mind that that side that seems to be distant from God or um, an embarrassment to you because it's not really up to par um, to what the world says or to what God says it should be? Did you ever think that that part of you that caused you to stumble and fall and trip. That blind side of you is the side of you that's going to bring God to you. You know, a lot of times we as the people of God, we think that because we are anointed and because we're saved, we think the goodness of what we are and who we are. We think that is the part that actually draws God or makes God proud of us. But that's not necessarily the truth. There is a side of you that is blinded 
struggles, perseveres, falls down. There's a side of you that is always coming up short. I call it the blind side. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. The blind side of you and the anointing and power that the side of you struggle with. That's the side that draws God to you. (laughs) Amen. That's the side that draws God to you. And so to to make this plain, I want us to look at a scripture uh, in the book of Luke. Uh, Luke 18 verses 35 uh, through 42. It's a short story and it's about a beggar. And when I was reading this story, God began to show me. Not only the revelation of the story, but he takes the story and he breaks it down in three segments that represent one person. Three dimensions that represent one person. Amen. Let me read you this story. Uh, um, Luke 18 verse 35 says, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked the man and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, What would you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see the beggar replied. Jesus said to him, receive thy sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. I want you to get this, people of God. Listen to what I'm saying. Bible says that when all the people saw it, they also, which signifies they too began uh, to follow and praise God like the healed beggar. The one that was blind, the one that could not see, the one that was told to shut up, the one that was told to be quiet, the one that was on the roadside, the one that was in the ditch, the one, oh God, that didn't smell too good, the one that had lost his way, the one that didn't have vision because he was his vision was obscured and it was damaged. You know, the man that people had forgot about and they didn't have an issue with him as long as he was not saying nothing, doing nothing, not trying to go nowhere, not trying to progress. As long as this man was stable and stuck. He was okay, but once the blind man received his sight, people now that rebuked him and people now that, oh, God told him to shut up, begin to follow in his praise. Ain't that amazing? 
Ain't it amazing that how people don't know what to do in some cases until they see you now. Praise God. Oh God. Some, sometimes people don't know mm, how uh, to come close to God until uh, they see you come close unto God. And so this is what I want to talk about. How powerful or how important is your blind man? Can I ask you that question? Have you ever considered the fact uh, that your blind side of you, the damaged side of you, the stuck side of you, the sinful side of you, the side that cannot see and it, it's been told so many negative things. Did you ever think to ask yourself the question, why is it mm, that nobody wants me to see? Glory to God. Well, I'm going to explain this to you, but the unique way I'm going to explain, I'm going to take those verses and I want to divide those verses into three segments. Amen. Bible says in verse 38, 36, when he heard the crowd coming, going by, he asked what is happening? They told him. They told him. Hmm. Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 39 is the first hmm, dimension, the first segment. Uh, those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Those that led the way. Those that led the way refer to your flesh. One more time. Those that lead the way. Refer to your flesh. Your flesh, brothers and sisters, whether it's your addiction, your habit, your stronghold, your foothold, your weakness, your generational flaw, the thing that you like, whatever it is that's leading your way. It does not want you to cry to God. Now, what's significant about this is that that side of you is you. <laughs> that side that tells you to be quiet, it's you. See, th there's some things in you that are truthful, that you know that God is. You know that he's a deliverer. You know he can heal. There's some things about you that you already have established that you know it's true. But there are some things about you that won't allow the, the blind side of you to believe that you can see. Have you ever wondered why so many people really can't come into true deliverance? It's because there's a side of you that leads the way. And when you ask, is God available? Is he real? Uh, that side of you, the flesh will tell you that Jesus comes by. He he's always moving. That's that's what they said. Jesus of Nazareth is coming by, which means that his glory continues to move. He's always saving. And when you get the faith to believe that he can save you and you cry out to him, it's the other you that tells you to be quiet. Because watch this. There is a side of you that likes you blind 
and on the roadside, the wayside. Uh, scripture opens up and it says that as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. There, there is a side of you that's used to the, the part of you that likes to beg, you know, live a low standard of life. There, there's a side of you that, that, that people don't have to rebuke you about. There's some people in your life as well as yourself that they're used to a ditch life. You, you know, when you're, you're, you're low standard, when you don't feel so great, your testimony's not that high. There's a side of you that continues to just oh, lay low in your life. And we can't blame people because um, the they that leads the way is your flesh. It's your carnal man. That's the side of you uh, that, that you know about before you even knew that Jesus was able. Bible says that we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. That means that before you acknowledge God, you led your way. You did what you wanted to do, when you wanted to do, how you wanted to do, and where you wanted to do it. It was your choice. Some of us have been leading so long in our life until we have more power now to not believe than to believe. It's amazing to me. How we can put ourselves in a sitting position on the side of the road that Jesus is traveling on. Obscure in our vision, doubtful in our faith. But this side of you that asked the question. Now watch this. There was one side of you that told you to be quiet because when, when you're weak in your faith, your flesh will lead you. That's the side of you that said, be quiet. But the side that asked what's going on and what's happening and that cried out, son of David, have mercy on me. That represents your soulish side. Always inquiring of God, your soulish side, always, oh God, looking for salvation. See, watch this. The beggar realized that he was on the side of the road and that he was blind. He realized that he needed help. He realized there was more to him than a ditch life. But sometimes people will look at you and they will judge you by where you are, your condition you're in. But I like the blind man, the one that asked what's going on, because even though he could not see, even though his flesh was, oh God, stagnated, even though he was sitting by the, the, the wayside, the roadside, which means he was not progressing in life. He was not believing in life. He was not moving in God because he was not on the road that God was traveling on. See, sometimes you can't get God's attention because you have not even decided to come out of leading your own way and get on the road so Jesus can take the lead. He's sitting there and people are rebuking him. People are rebuking him. They told him to be quiet. That represents the voice of your flesh. That represents people who support your flesh, people who believe your flesh, people who undergird your flesh. It even represents you. They told him to be quiet. But even though his flesh is in a hole, a ditch, his soul cries out to God.
That's why I don't judge people by their condition and their perception. I don't judge a person when they're in the midst of their ditch and they're in a low state of life because your flesh can look like a beggar, but your soul is crying to God in that position. Son of David, have mercy on me. Do you know how much power and relationship and faith it takes to cry to God from a ditch? <laughs> do, you, do you know how, how, how much faith it takes to cry to God from a low standard? Do you know how much faith it takes to call God as he passes by the road that you should have been on? Do you know how much faith it, it takes to call God when your vision has been taken because you've been leading your own way? How much faith it takes to call God when people don't believe in you? And they, to be honest with you, sometimes you don't even believe in yourself. But the Bible says that the spirit maketh intercession for us with moanings and groanings that cannot be understood or interpreted. Son of David, have mercy on me. Sometimes I don't care how deep your ditch. I don't care how low you are. I don't care how distorted or damaged your vision is or what people have told you to do. Sometimes you can't consider your position of your ditch. You've got to consider your future. He cried, son of David, have mercy on me. Now we've rented into a psychological welfare when you've got to learn to look at your disposition and still call God from your soul. Hallelujah. Many people have not had the opportunity to walk with God because they won't accept the position in life. They won't accept that regardless of how low you are, oh, God still loves you. Regardless of where you are in your life, God still loves you. Regardless if you've messed up in your life by doing what you want to do, oh, God still loves you. And as he began to cry, son of David, have mercy on me. Something unusual happens. Bible says that Jesus stopped. Oh, God. Jesus stopped. The move of the spirit of God stopped because and only because, watch this, he heard somebody crying from some type of hell. He heard somebody calling him from a low position. He heard somebody calling his name in mercy. That was blind and could not see. He heard the disparity of somebody calling that had been told to shut up and be quiet. It wasn't the righteous people that was walking with him that was leading the way that had the power to stop God. It, it wasn't the people that was so good in their deeds and had it all together that were walking amongst Christ that had the power to stop him. It wasn't the church goer that had the power to stop him. It wasn't the Sunday school goer that had the power to stop him. It was the blind man in the ditch that was low and had been rebuked by people and had no faith in his own self that had the power to be able to stop the kingdom of God for a moment and ask. 
who calleth me. And Jesus looked. And as they rebuked him and told him to shut up, they said, how dare you call him and you smell the way you do. How dare you call a holy man of God and you can't even see, don't even have a vision in your life. How dare you call him and you're laying in a ditch on the side of a road, you giving up on life. And Jesus said, bring him to me. Not only did he say, Jesus ordered them to bring him to me. Who did Jesus order to bring the man to him? He ordered the ones that rebuked him. In other words, let me make this plain. I told them I want to make this three dimensional. The them that rebuked him that were leading the way represents the flesh of you as well as people who support your flesh. Jesus ordered, watch this, the flesh of you to bring your soul to him. See, this is what I love about it. Bible says all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord who are called according to his purpose. Had you ever thought that regardless of how low you get in your life and what type of ditch and how messed up your vision get, it's because of the flesh that leads you, that leads you right into the presence of God. For the Bible says that he came for those who were in sin and that were lost. He came to take away the sins of the world. Jesus orders the flesh of your life to bring you to him. I often tell people that the devil is just like God's lap dog. That's what I said. He's God's lap dog. Satan works for God. A lap dog is a dog that sits at the master's feet and the master can take a newspaper or a ball or anything he wants and he throws it away from him and he tells the lap dog, sick it. And the lap dog goes and finds that thing that goes away from the master's feet and the lap dog Satan grabs hold of it in his mouth and he rushes it and brings it back to the master your sin although it is sinful to God it brings you right back to be able to cry out to God have mercy on me Jesus orders the blind man the sinful part of you to be brought to him glory to God because sometimes you don't know what your problem is until you get right into the presence of God. And Jesus says, what is it that you would have me to do for you? And this is where you've got to confess. And the blind man said, I want to see. I've been in this ditch so long until my whole uh, vision of my future is dark. I've been laying low so long in my life until I really can't even come to understand what I want. I don't even believe that there is no future, no help for me. I, I, I'm surprised, he said, that you even heard me at this place that I'm at in my life because I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But all I can do is lay here and cry and ask you to have mercy on me. And so what I'm trying to tell you, Jesus, he said, is that regardless of what I'm in and what I'm doing, I just want to be able to see that I have a future. I want to be able to believe that there's still something for me regardless of how low I'm falling in my life and Jesus says that oh God he said your faith has healed you receive 
your sight because regardless of how low you are if you can believe enough to call me in the state that you're in i'm powerful enough to be able to give you what you believe because you believe me regardless of the state that you're in that you've been in regardless of your doubt regardless how many times you've been told to be quiet receive your sight because you have the healing already in you when you decided to cry out from within you. Brothers and sisters, I don't care what state your flesh is in. I don't care how long you've been by the wayside. Let me tell you something. The blind side of you, the one that's stuck, the one that's in the ditch is the side of you. And only the side of you that Jesus came for. That's, that's what stopped him. It, it wasn't your good side. No, your flesh told you to be quiet. Your flesh was leading the way. See, a lot of people, oh God, in the body of Christ are on the road that Jesus is moving on and they're moving with him. But they don't have the ability to stop him because Jesus didn't come for those who's moving with him. He's come for those who can't move, who's given up on life, who says there's no hope for me, who's looking for mercy. Have you ever realized that it's the part of you that's in the ditch that has the ability to stop God? And if that part has the ability to stop God, it's that part that God God can use. Glory to God. The ditch side of you, the stuck side of you, the blind man in you is the one that God wants to give vision to. Because the, the side of you that's been leading the way, that's the side that wants to keep you quiet. That's the side of you that wants you to continue to walk in. And even though you're walking with God, you don't have the power to stop God because your flesh has been in control and in the captain's seat. Jesus says, bring him to me. And if he has the ability to put his finger on his problem and tell me what's wrong with him, tell me what he wants, that faith, that power that can decree that I'm blind, that can decree that I'm stuck, that can decree that I need salvation, that can decree that I need de deliverance. If that side can tell me that he needs deliverance, then it's already in his mouth the healing that he needs. And, and Jesus gives the man his sight. He says, Lord, I want to see. Jesus replied to him, receive thy sight. Thy faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight. Watch this, people of God, and followed Jesus, praising God. He didn't receive his sight and go to the mall. He didn't receive his sight and just hang out now and do what he wanted to do. In other words, he didn't get what he wanted from God and continue to lead the way. He didn't hook back up and get a taste of God and then hook back up with his flesh that was leading in the beginning. See, many of us got to realize if God's going to touch you and use you, you can't go back to leading your own way because you're been you're in back up in the ditch again. But he got his sight. And instead of walking in his own way, he began to do something that we don't do. He began to praise God. 
Oh, yeah, you said, I praise God. I praise God because I feel the spirit of God move in the church. I feel the spirit of God hit me when the preacher's preaching. I feel the spirit of God. I, sp- I feel the spirit of God moving in the house of God. But watch this, people of God. This is the beauty of this. When the man decreed that I want my sight, he was not in the house of God. When he said, Lord, heal me, he was not in the church. When God gave him his sight, he was right in front of the people that needed to see also. He received his sight in the presence of his flesh. He received his sight in the presence of his neighbors. He received his sight in the presence of his atmosphere, of his neighborhood, of the convenience stores, of the streets. And that's where he began to praise God. And the Bible said when he began to praise God in that place, others followed him and did the same thing. Are you getting it now? We don't need to teach people and show people and lead people how to worship and praise God in the church. That's the house of God. Where the light is needed, where we need vision to praise God is out on the roadside where people are walking with God, but as they walk with God, they're still lost in God. When he began to praise God, that's his spirit side, the third, the other third part of us. See, many of us need our spirit released outside the house of God. There are people that would be saved in Walmart, in Target, in Food Lion, in the Bowling Alley, the gas stations, if we have the ability to praise God from our blind side instead of shut up and being kept quiet and letting our flesh lead us. Mm. So our blind side could follow. Many of us, our blind man has been following our flesh, being told to shut up and only being asked to be used when we want to feel good. But oh God, the Lord gave the man his sight and his spirit began to follow God. And the Bible said he praised God and those that were there praised God also. Do you understand your blind man has the power to lead others into praising God so salvation can touch all? But you've got to be willing and able in front of Walmart, Target, Food Line, gas station, your neighbor. You've got to be able to be willing to confess oh, that I need my sight in front of people who are blind as well. Because when you confess that you need your sight in front of, oh God, the marketplace, in front of the world, then the world will learn how to confess they need their sight as well instead of to keep leading the way and don't know the way. Many people, the scripture says back in verse 35, 38, it says that, but those that led the way told the blind man to be quiet. Because many people are leading their own way and don't know God, even though they're walking on the road that God is on. That's the problem with some people in church. They're on the road that God is coming on, but even though they're, they're moving with God, they don't know God. They don't have power with God. They don't have history with God, but they're moving with God. They look good in church, but they don't know God because they have not learned to put their finger on their problem and tell God in front of the world that I need my sight. Because even, God help me, even a blind man can look holy. 
In the book of Eli, the movie, the book of Eli, uh, Denzel went through that whole movie and he was doing incredible things and fighting against the enemy, protecting the word of God. And when we got to the end of God, he knew God, but they didn't know that he couldn't see. See, many people can't see and look like they can. Many people can't see, but they can fool you. They've been blind so long that they look like they know God. They sound like they know God. But the problem is they've been leading their way. In this movie, Denzel could not see, looked like he could see because the glory and the power of God was on him. He was full of the word, following the word, being led by the word. And when God spoke to him, he operated in the power and the anointing of the spirit of God, full of the word. But now we have in a day and time where people, oh God, are walking on the road that God is on, but they don't have the power uh, to stop God. But they only have power to tell you, shut up, because you're trying to know God. You're trying to get delivered. Let me ask you a question bring this to an end. Between the part of you that's leading the way, the part of you that's crying for the way to stop, and the part of you that wants to now praise God so others can follow you in the way, where are you at? Are you still leading your own way, missing God? Or are you crying for God so you can be honest with him that you need sight? Or are you just now the part of you that has received the blessing from God and you're ready now to teach other people how to praise God for the power that God can give them? Because it all starts now with the blind side of you, the crippled side of you, the damaged side of you. That's the side of you that has the power to stop God. That's the side of you that God came for. That's the side of you that God is listening for. He, he's not listening for your made up stories and your fake worship. God is listening for you to ask him to have mercy on your life. Because they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I just want to remind you. That it's truth that sets you free. Son of David, son of David, have mercy on me. We're made up of flesh, soul, and spirit. And if you can get in your soul and be honest with God, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. If you can ask God to have mercy on you, and you can deny your flesh from telling you that God don't need you, God don't love you. The people told him to be quiet. His flesh told him to shut up because they liked him being low. But he continued, even though he was rebuked, he continued to lift up his voice from a ditch situation. I don't care how low your life is today. I don't care what you're involved in, what drugs. I don't care what women. I don't care what addiction. I don't care what low state you're in. If you have the ability to deny the fact that even though you're low, God can still hear you and set you on high. Call him from where you are. And I promise you, when God hears the cry of your soul, say, have mercy on me. The kingdom of God will move in your favor. 
Father, I bless you and give you all the glory. I pray that these people that have heard this message this day will realize it's because of the low standard in their life that you came to exalt them to a high standard in the kingdom of God. Because their low standard has the ability, the history, and has the anointing and the struggle to be able to reach back and get other people to follow them in the praise that gives you all the glory, God. Help them to be honest with themselves and to accept the low place in their life, the blind place in their life, the crippled place in their life, the abused place in their life. Help them to realize the revelation of your soul. Bible says that we have to bless the Lord Oh, my soul and all that is within me. You got to stop giving God praise for what you do well, people of God. And bless the Lord, oh, my soul and all, all encompasses everything about you that is within you. When you can give God all praise, God will stop now and look at you in your low state and ask you, What would you have me do for you? And he's not asking, what would you have him do for you? Because he does not know. He wants to see if you're going to answer him from your low place. Because when you answer God from the place of truth, God will take you, give you vision, let you praise him and let others follow you in a true praise. Listen, people of God, I just wanted to share my heart with you. I pray this has blessed you. I pray that you hear the spirit of God talk to you. I pray you realize that regardless of where you are in your life, you have never been out of God's vision and sight. He says, lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of time. And just be encouraged today. Be encouraged to know that when you accept truth, it's that truth that you accept that changes you. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. But people of God, that's all we have time for today. I pray you enjoyed what you heard and your life was changed. You have to remember, in all of your getting, the main thing you have to get is an understanding. It is with an understanding and the faith and the power of the word of God that we come into true change. Because remember, without truth, you cannot be changed because we're only changed by truth. See you next time. God bless you.